Today I want to talk to you briefly about fasting and prayer. It is a journey that we will go for a while. If you look at um, your weekly overcomers bulletin, I hope everybody has the bulletin. Yes, you are supposed to take a bulletin when you are coming in at the entrance. You will discover that this week I'm teaching you about Holy Spirit. Because the month of August in Christ with Tabernacle is the Holy Ghost Convention. And this is for 28 years now, from 1990. The Lord told me that of month of August we dedicate to Holy Ghost at the end of the month we teach about Holy Spirit, the gift of the Spirit, the calling and everything like that. And um, I recognize the fact that a lot of people don't understand the Holy Spirit, though they are in the Church of God. And um, to, to help you understand the Holy Spirit and also clarify um, some areas that um, you have various teachings about it and bring you, you know, the truth concerning those teachings. That's the reason for the lecture. So in your home group today, this um, Overcomers Bulletin is supposed to be given to every, a pick by every member so that when you get home tonight, you have a home fellowship. And those of you who belong to a group fellowship, you go there. And if you don't, in your home, you can study this. And what this is, is that when you study it, it helps you to understand the Holy Spirit. You know, um, who is the Holy Spirit? And what is the Holy Spirit? They are two different things. What about baptism of the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? Who is it for? How do you attain it? And what can it produce? And um, it clarifies many things. But I say this to you that by the end of this month, if there is anybody here who have not been able to speak in tongues since you were born again, this month is an opportunity for you. It is compulsory for every Christian to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of tongues. Because Jesus said that. And after salvation, baptism of water, the next thing you must be looking for is the baptism of the Holy Spirit because if you are not baptized with the Holy Spirit, your defense is limited. All the Christians all over the world who go into error, today they are defeated, tomorrow they wake up a little bit, success and a little success and more destruction. <coughs> it's because they are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Same thing, Christians who live all manners of reckless lives, and today they fall, tomorrow they stand, falling and standing all their life. It's because they have not been filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, it changes those things. It's no more by your efforts. It will just be spontaneous because the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's good for you, believer, to know who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit is, how can I receive it, how can I pray with Him, how can I hear Him. Really, all the ability to see vision, to have trance and stuff, they all come by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the administrator of God's promise on earth today. And if you are a believer, if you don't know Him very well, you will be limited in what you can attain on earth as a Christian. So, therefore, read the Overcomers Bulletin. I want you to know that this bulletin is sent all over the world now. And it's in the hands of several hundreds of thousands of people. Our program now is watched all over the world now, over several thousands of people. 
And those of you who are the recipients, who are the first recipients, you must not take it lightly. Today, I want to talk about fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is a command of God and Jesus affirmed it. But many Christians don't understand fasting and prayer. We have seen Christians using fasting and prayer as a tool for miracle and as a tool for God to fulfill his promise. But you understand this, that it is not, such, it's not a tool for such. What is fasting and prayer therefore? You will see in some Christian circles, there are churches will declare 30 days fasting, 100 days fasting, 60 days fasting, especially in these days. But after the fasting, the life of the people remains as it is. And the life of the people don't go forward. Even they go from one, from bad to worse. Why is this? Why have people fasted and God have no answered? It is because people do not understand what fasting is. This morning, my intention is to help you understand what is fasting. You know, understanding of uh, a thing is very necessary to getting the result of that thing you understand. If you don't understand a thing, you apply it, you will not get results. And this is the norm of the church of God. I want everyone listening to me to challenge my authority by the word of God. If what I'm saying is not scripture. Okay? You write questions down and I will answer those questions. All over the world I'm talking about. Now what is fasting? Let's look at the book of Joel. Chapter 2, verse 12. I think the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 12, is the book that I can say it answers the question about fasting. And one of the reasons why I say that is because when the Pentecost happened in chapter 2 of Acts, which we are all reading as a church now, the book of Acts, and Peter would defend the occasion, he quoted the Joel, chapter 2, from 28. So, but we're looking at what led to the Pentecost. It says, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and relents from sending calamity. Verse 12. The first thing is that verse 12 answers the question, what and why fasting? It says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. Which means that fasting is a means by which a man can return back to God. Yes? Because that statement says, return to me with. Which means fasting is a tool to return to me. Now understand when, the, when you use the word return, it means that you've gone away from. Are we in agreement? Yes, sir. Okay. Now let me help you understand this. You know, in our human life, we make mistakes because we are not perfect. And God recognizes that. 
Some other time, our mistakes are so, so much that we will have gone too far away from tangents. Alright? And then you realize yourself that, as a believer, what am I doing here? I'm not supposed to, to be doing this, isn't it? Because the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin, of judgment and righteousness. So when you come to search and you recognize that, oh, I've gone too far. Fasting is a tool to go before God and say, Lord, please, I'm sorry. Are we together now? Yes. Now, le- le- I want you to talk, talk with me now here. During the week I was teaching you, when I was teaching you about marriage, I use marriage a lot because every human being is involved in marriage. Either you are born out of a marriage or you want to marry or you are married. You know, in the church of God, we have various human beings. And the Bible tells us that we have noble and ignoble. And I have shown you in the scriptures who you are today. Okay? It's formed by, one, the womb that gave birth to you. Some of us didn't have good mothers. Your mother was very haughty, very angry, a fighter, very, you know, repulsive. You know, before your father said one word, she would say three words. Your mother may be one that is just angry woman with everybody, moody, and uh, somebody who, you know, uh, talk down other people, that's all she does. And uh, you may come from parents who, on both now, who lie, when visitors are coming, they say to you, tell them I'm not in. You are teaching the child to be a liar. And so you may come from parents where father and mother don't trust themselves and where one suspects the other all the time for no reason. That is chaos every day from morning to evening. You see your father and mother arguing almost every day of, your, of their life. You begin to observe that one of them is unfaithful, the other one is faithful, one is not showing love, the other one is being enslaved and stuff like that. All these things form you, the way you behave. They inform your behavior as you are growing up. Then you go to primary school, you have friends and all stuff like that. All this pressure, peer pressure, they also contribute to what makes a person of you. Alright? So if you were brought, brought up in an environment where they are not cutsied and, you know, they are, they are always fighters and, you know, rude and backbite, everything that the flesh is, that is what is the the delicacy in your house, rebellious and all stuff. When you grow up, you have those elements in you. But there are some other people who are brought up in a very good, sane family, who father and mother were, were very loving, and they always wish that they, they end up in a relationship of marriage like their parents. Some cannot pray that God give me my parent type of marriage, whereas some will always pray for it. Because they were brought up in a place where the mother doesn't argue with the father, where the father is not, um, you know, uh, is not um, an abuser. You know, the father always um, discusses with the mother. He doesn't make any move without the agreement of his wife. And both of them are transparent and they are loving, they are peaceful, they are, they are right and good and virtuous. Now, that will form the opinion and the behavior of that person. Now, can you see the problem in the church? These two sets of people become members of one church. Now, listen to me. So the one who was brought up wrongly, that way of behavior is the norm. I don't take nonsense. That is what they say in their family. Okay? So when you tell them, go and ask God for mercy. Let me help you know this. Those ones who are decayed in their upbringing always feel that there is nothing I'm asking God for. I didn't do anything wrong. That is the way their brain works. 
Those ones who are brought up in a very tender family and very submissive family, even if they have done nothing, they will still go to, the, to God and say, Lord, please, anything I have done wrong, have mercy on me. And you have both in the church. This is what happens. The reason why in the church a man of God will speak under authority and unction, some people will receive it, some people will not. Because the word that is sent out does not rest on everybody. It picks and chooses. And it is your state of your heart and mind that, decide, that determines your reception. So you have Christians who are always from one sorrow to the other, one tragedy to the other. Because they don't even think that they are doing wrong before God. So when you talk about fasting, therefore, when they, they are fasting to many of them, is just hunger, not abstaining from food. But if you look at this scripture, the scripture is not talking about uh, uh, abstinence from food alone. When you say that return to me, some feel that what am I returning for? I didn't do anything wrong. And it's always those who are really wrong that always feel they don't do anything wrong. Okay? But if you look at this scripture, therefore, what he's saying to us is this. Fasting is an act of returning to God. That is where you have missed it, you recognize it, and you are coming back to the Lord. But then fasting cannot just be, I mean, returning back to the Lord cannot just be based on fasting. If fasting, therefore, must comprise weeping, isn't it? And also mourning. Fasting must comprise weeping and mourning. Do you know what weeping is? It's not talking about you shedding tears. It's talking about you having remorse. Somebody found out that, look, God, I, am, I just don't know what is going on with me. Certainly, I'm not right with you. And that brought him to break down or had to break down and went to God on his knees or her knees and cried to God that, oh God, please help me. Forgive me for what I'm doing wrong. Not because he really recognized what he's doing wrong, but he knows that something is not right somewhere. Listen to me. Let me help you understand. Satan doesn't want Christians to know what I'm saying. Because Satan is always happy when you struggle and do everything with your power and you get no result. Because he knows you will never get resolved by it. But Satan knows the moment you do it the Bible way, instantly, oppression is over. And changes will come. Listen to me. Fasting is a great tool that God gave to human beings. Very great tool that God gave to human beings. But you must understand this. For a man to fast and his cry be hard on high, you must first come to a place of repentance and remorse. Look, let me say this. Some always say that I have my life to myself. You are a liar. You don't. You didn't drop from the sky. You came out of the life of somebody. You can't have it to yourself. And then you walk in an office. You share a life with other people. You live in an area. You share a life with some people. You come to church. You share a life with people in the church. Your life is not yours by yourself. You can't just do what you think you like to yourself. No. You must consider how will it affect every stakeholders of your life. The decision to do things like that is from Lucifer. The Bible says a man who is bent on his ways will be suddenly destroyed. And Christians are being destroyed every day because of lack of knowledge of God. Listen to me, therefore. When you fast, it is not just starting by hunger. It's starting by weeping. Repentance. Repent, 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 repent. Change of heart and mind. Change, evaluating your behavior. I told you in marriage, anybody who is always, if they have a problem in marriage, and you are talking to a husband or wife, and the, the person you are talking to is accusing the other one. Okay? 
instead of accusing her, himself or herself, that person has lost it. And that person will never get a solution. If there is a conflict in a marriage, okay, when the man speaks, the man should be talking about what he had done wrong. Okay? That is a man who has been convicted by the Holy Spirit. And the woman, when he speaks, she will talk about what she did wrong. She will not, she will not talk down the man, neither will the man talk down the woman. But where you have people talking down one another is because Satan had, had gained rulership of their human mind with the intention to t- completely destroy them. Are you with me? But the spirit of truth is the spirit that convicts man. He does not convict you about others. He convicts you of what you did wrong. And if you get what you did wrong and you went to God for mercy, if you obtain mercy, he will correct the other side. Come on now. You will see the other side corrected. Because you have taken the tool of God's own principle. Therefore, for fasting, you must be convicted in your heart. You must first come to the Lord, penitent heart. Repent of what you have done. Ask God for mercy for yourself, not for somebody else first. If you look at all these nations and churches where they say they have all this long, long fasting, I'm going to deal with that along this lecture. Those things are uncalled for. God never called anybody to fast for 30 days or 40 days. No, no, no. He never called a people to do that. In the Bible, we will go through those who fasted for 40 days. And the first one is Moses, and then you see Elijah, and then you see Jesus Christ. You never see others do it. Let me help you understand something. When a man, this scripture is not binding to Christians only. If an ungodly person will go to God and repent with weeping, God will withdraw his judgments. God does not change his mind, but he withdraws his judgments. Don't you see the last statement? He says, with weeping, go to verse 3, at 13. It says, and he relents from sending calamity. By, because of fasting. God has already decreed calamity. But because you fasted, he will relent and call forth the afflictor. Now, let me help you know this. In the book of Jonah, we are going to look at that very strictly. Jonah was told to go and preach in Nineveh, this present-day Iraq. Nineveh is still in Iraq till today. Those guys are idol worshippers. Okay? And the same Nineveh, all the stories will look at it, but when Nineveh had the gospel, a godless nation, idol worshipping nation, the king called every man and animal to repent. That is the first time and the only time in the Bible that animals were commanded to fast. Now, understand that that man is an idol worshipper. He understands principles of the spirit that Christians don't understand. That if we are godless nation, we are wicked. Our animals too must be wicked. Of course. Of course. A wicked owner has wicked dogs. <laughs> when a, a dog is brought up in a calm environment, that dog is friendly to everybody. When you see a dog, <laughs> to everybody, the owner, that's what he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Now, listen to me. That very scripture, when the people fasted, to the record that we have, the Bible didn't talk about days, but I believe it's one day. And I will tell you the evidence of that in this scripture, Joel. They repented before the Lord. Or peradventure, the second day they started praying. These are people who don't know God. Okay? But God had mercy. Listen to me. They repented and cried 
and God had mercy. What about Second Chronicles chapter 20? You will hear about Jehoshaphat when some nations came against him at war. We'll look at the details of that. The Bible says Jehoshaphat called everybody to come and pray and fast. They started from morning. By evening, Holy Spirit spoke among them. Listen to me. Just one day. Why has God not been speaking in the company of 40 days, 60 days, 100 days fasting in churches? Because we did not really fast. We went on hunger strike. Why have you fasted and God has not spoken to you? It's because you didn't understand that hunger strike is different from fasting. Fasting is first of all a man repenting from his wicked acts. You took decisions that this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and you recognize it's contrary to God. And you want to fast? You first say, God, I took this decision, I'm sorry. I, I, I change it. I repent. I won't do that again. I'm going to do this. I want to do this to this guy. I, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I will do what you say. And you begin to tell God, forgive me for ever deciding such things before you. Mercy, mercy, mercy. When God sees a man who repents, less than 24 hours prayer, you will have solution in your life. You have solution in your life. Why should the life of Christian be filled with unsolved mysteries? Something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere. You need to repent of some sins. When you look at your life, some promises happen to the life of other people. They are your colleagues. But you pray, 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 nothing happens. You do all what you do, nothing happens. Then don't you understand? Repent before God. Because Satan, if he does not have any accusation against you, he has no credence over you. He has no credence. He has no power over you unless he has something to hold you for. And Satan is happy when he holds you for something you don't believe that is the wrong thing. That's why I talk about people who are born in a debased family. They grew up with a debased mind. Satan robbed them so much because salvation doesn't stop the devil from robbing you, you understand? It is obedience to the word of God. That's why not everybody says they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because when you look at the lecture, for Holy Spirit, three conditions. One, salvation. Two, love Jesus, and that is obey. And three, pray. You don't fulfill those three, let the whole world spit over your head, nothing will happen. It won't happen. When we get there, we're looking at that. So, there are many believers in the church who have depraved mind. And so, the enemy robs them. But you and I can know this. If God promised something to the church and you, you have come to the place where it should happen to you, if it does not happen to you, lock up yourself with God and ask Him. Repent before Him. Bring yourself down to what you really are. Don't argue with your maker. Satan loves you to keep on arguing until you grow old and you lose hope and they're frustrated. That is... The, that is John 10, 10, Jesus says the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But you and I can put the devil to shame and shut his mouth by listening to the word of God and obeying it. Something is not going right with you, then go to God. He doesn't, he doesn't need corporal fasting. You go to God in your house. Do you need to fast for many days? No. If you can truly repent first. Truly repent and ask him for mercy and cleansing and stop everything you are doing wrong. Let me say something to you. How long can a man repent at a twinkle of an eye? That is how long a man can repent. You hear me now? You repent. A boy, I was told by one of the mothers 
You know, I'm holding meeting with those who want to do baptism. A young boy got home yesterday after having lectures with them and told the mother that I don't think I'm ready for the baptism. The mother said, why? The boy said, I don't think I'm born again. The mother said, why? He said, what the apostle showed us in the Bible? I'm not up to it. The mother said, but you can be born again now. He said, yes, I want to be born again. He said, okay, you want to be born again? Led him to Christ. And the boy was so much afraid that, you know, am I really satisfying God? The mother now had to explain to him. Because when I was teaching them, I opened the Pandora's box of salvation to them. Many people come to church, they call the name of Jesus, but they are not born again. They will die, we will bury them in the name of the Lord, and we will sing, we shall meet at the river, but they are burning in hell. I told you in the week, one, of, one minister died in London. God took me and said, look at him, he's in hell. And he said, look at that one, he's following him. If he does not change, he will end up the same way he went. But they celebrated his exit. Listen to me. The boy was arrested by the Holy Spirit. But of course, you know, at the end of that meeting, I helped them to understand that salvation is not by works. It's by faith in the name of Christ. And if a person confesses his sins, not professes his sins, repentance is you feel sorry for your reckless life. If you have never felt sorry for your old life, and you say you confess Jesus, you are joking. Don't make a mistake to die. Don't die it. Don't. The reason why you have many people in church and it is hard for them to obey God. And you know what Satan tells them? Everybody is like that. Do you know what others are in their secret places? It's the voice of Lucifer who is bent on destruction. Who will he destroy? The deceit. The person deceived by Satan is the one that will be destroyed. Let me say this to you. There are some of us who obeyed the beatings of God to letter and they are sitting here in the pews here. Listen to me. Don't let the devil deceive you. God is not a man that is a lie. Or the son of man that will change his mind. Therefore, repentance is what man needs. Repentance. Second Chronicles fasted one day and God spoke. There was a man in the Bible. The king you know. You are studying Isaiah now, isn't it? In the, in the, in the midweek Bible study. Yes. Remember that king? Who the prophet came to him and said, Hear the word of the Lord. What is his name? You will die. Prepare your house. What is the name of that uh, king? Hezekiah. Thank you. Now, when he, the, the king was in the bedchamber, the prophet went to him right there. Say, Hezekiah, your, in the book of days, you have lived all your life and you are about to close it. You know, all our days are numbered in the book of days, written by God's hands. The day we were born, it was written. The day we would die, is written. <clears throat> what will kill us, God knows, but he did not determine it. I will together now. The one God determined is a believer who dies, telling people, I'm going. I have seen my house. And my days are over. And he will prepare the house. He will instruct people what to do when he's gone. And he will put everybody in his place. And he will tell you, I'm going. And then he goes. That one is the one God ordained. 
But people who have tragedy and accident, it is ignorance or mistake of them or a man that kills them. And ignorance is what kills people. But, however, God knows when this person will die. And this king, God said that. Go tell him, death is now. Okay? The king didn't argue with the prophet. He went straight to the wall. And the prophet walked away from him. What the Bible say? He wept. Return to me with weeping. That day he's no more king. He's a dead man. He is no more authority. His days are numbered. He went before God and begged for mercy. He repented. And this is the king, the Bible says that he was a righteous man. Really, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, starting from chapter 9, it says that none before him and none after him. He was complete righteous. And yet, he was a sinner. The prophet was going away, and at the door, God spoke to him. Don't go. Go back and tell him, I have added 15 years. And the prophet went to him. He didn't know God has answered his crying. Return to me with weeping. Return to me with weeping. I told you something. That when, when he got back to him, he said, stand up. God has heard your cry. Yes, God has heard your cry. And he says that God said to him, I've added 15 more years. And instantly, so I was saying to you that, what is the instance of repentance? What is the period for repentance? An instance. The moment you are broken in your heart, God hears you. One day, the Lord took me to heaven. That was 2007. I shared with you here. He showed me a man who committed adultery, a bishop. And the bishop was kneeling down and saying, Jesus, forgive me, please, I'm sorry. And the Lord Jesus was standing. I was, kneeling, I was beside the bishop. And the Lord was saying to me, look at him. Look at what he did. And look at the prayer he's praying. And the Lord said to me, can I hear such a prayer on high? He said, with his lips he prays, but his heart is not broken. And the Lord said, I will not forgive. And the Lord turned back, he was going. And I recognized when the Lord turns away from you, you are gone, you are finished, you are a mockery. Satan will mess that life up completely. The devil is looking for everybody to, to torture and to destroy, to, 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 to vengeance his venom over them. And the Lord turned away from him. I broke down in my, on my knees, on my, on my belly flat, and I began to weep. Tears were running out my eyes. I said, Lord, please don't go. And the cry that I cried, I saw it became like an anchor and a rope, and he hung on the leg of Jesus. While he was moving, his leg could not move because of the tears. And he stopped. He turned back to me, and he came to me and said, I will forgive him because of you. And he said, I want to teach you this, and go and teach my people on earth. If anyone will cry to me like this for anything, I repeat myself, the day that we will stand in judgment before God and man, you will hear it again. The king of heaven told me, he said, it is impossible for me not to answer him. A cry from the heart. When a child cries, a baby cries, does the mother not run towards that area? It is spontaneous. The cry of a man from the heart is a magnet that magnetizes the heart of God. Because God loves mankind. God does not want us to suffer rot. But the issue is, Satan will make you 
be okay in evil. In wicked ways. In conformity with the world. A Christian behaving like the world? Don't you understand? Ephesians chapter, three, chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 3. He tells you that Satan is the one who rules over the world system. <clears throat> all their fashion and all their crazy stuff, Satan ruled over them. You follow them, Satan access you. Behave like them, Satan destroy you. God will never turn away from a heart that cries to him. Instead of fasting for 20 days, 30 days, if you can cry for one day, let me say this, the man who went for 40 days without food and water came with nothing except sickness. Because it's not fasting, God demands his broken heart. Repentance first. You see, people who, who live godly life, okay, what happens to them is that they will ask and they get it. People who live less godly life, we have to depend on the one who lives godly life for God to answer their prayer sometime. But godly life is easy, it is a life without headache. <laughs> a life without headache everything must work for good Ephesians 1.11 don't go there Romans 8.28 those of you who read Bible you understand what I'm saying if you don't read Bible yes I don't understand somebody who says a Christian doesn't read Bible what will you read May Satan not give you his Bible to read. He didn't say amen. Amen. Satan has his own Bible too. It's full of sorrow. It's full of suffering. It's full of affliction. It's full of sickness. It's full of evil. The word of God is full of peace. It's full of success. It's full of breakthroughs. Listen to me. Your cry. God will hear all night. Don't let anyone cry for you. Cry for yourself. Cry for yourself. After this meeting, everybody will live here and deal with any situation in your life that look like a stigma. In this month of August, there must be solution. There must be solution. There's no such a thing that I'm too old for blessing. Sarah was how many years old? 90. It does not matter how dead your body is. If you have not been fruitful, that dead body will give back to children. You didn't hear what I said. I said it one day in, Abu, in Nigeria, in Pastor Dapo's meeting. A woman was there who was a prostitute whose womb had been removed by doctors. The woman came to me and I said, Apostle, can you come and eat? I want to invite you to my house. I want to have dinner with me. So okay. Coming for the first time, asking for dinner, no problem, I will go. Because I know those who ask for dinner in the Bible, ask prophet for dinner, they have something they want. So I went to her house. She was shocked. She said, I couldn't believe it. No, you believe it is in the Bible. We got there. She, she gave me the dinner. After the dinner, I asked her, what are you looking for that you call this dinner? She said, Apostle, I was a prostitute. My husband married me when I was a prostitute. And when she, he came to me, I told him that I'm a prostitute. She, he said, I will marry you. You are no more a prostitute. And because he married me, I stopped prostitution and became a wife. And I told him, I have removed my womb medically so that I cannot conceive. 
I don't know whether they, I don't know the process of that, whether they remove the ovary and all stuff. I don't know. But everything that can make her conceive, she removed it because she wants to be a professional harlot. And the man said, I will marry you. She said, now, my husband married me. And he said, he doesn't, want, he doesn't care if I don't have children. We will adopt children. But I love you. She said, now, we are 15 years in marriage. And I want to feel like a woman. I said, what do you mean? She said, I want to feel how a woman is pregnant. <clears throat> and breastfeed the baby. A woman who all organs have been taken out. So in the natural, it's impossible. Because doctors cannot put back that, those stuff. I said to her, because of your faith, by this time next year, I will carry your baby in my hand. She screamed, Amen! The husband was shocked. Because the husband was a more Christian, she he thought, than the woman. Sometimes it is better for you not to have too much knowledge, so that you can become full to God. Listen to me. And uh, the man said, will I not pray? I said, did you not hear what I said? Your wife I said, amen to it. I'm gone. Next year, if I don't carry your you come and ask me. Listen to me. The following year, I was doing overcomers every month. The following year, I went there. Before Pastor Dapo, the woman ran with a baby boy to the altar. He said, that's your baby, that's your baby, that's your baby. I said, tell the child what happened to you. She said, I don't know what happened. You spoke. Where the womb came from, I don't know. Where my ovary eggs was produced, I don't know. I conceived, as God said. I have my medical certificate to show that they removed my womb. And I cannot have babies. Let me tell you something. God told us in a few days, first, second, third. Your tragedy will turn to triumph in this August. That's what God said to Christ with Tabernacle. Your tragedy will turn to triumph. And we started having testimonies immediately. This is a place where God happened. It's not where we read Bible for theory. Listen to me. Those who seek God, find Him. But you must seek Him with all your heart to find Him, isn't it? Come on now, church. I'm just tell, helping you to understand what is fasting. If you look at that scripture, it says, return to me, first of all, with all your heart. And it says for your heart, fasting, weeping, and mourning means humility. <laughs> humility. When a woman is a victim in the hands of Satan, and they took her to hospital. He cannot be telling the doctor, cover my pants. People will open her. She will even be tearing everything from her body. Because there is an affliction on her body. And she will depend on the doctors there to help her. What is man? Man is made of maggots. A man who falls down and in two days... His body is smelling. No matter how beautiful he or she looks. A man who, when you bury under the ground, open up the ground in seven days, take him home as your husband. Listen to me. Nothing in man 
except the content God put there. Therefore, humble yourself in the hands of the Lord. Someone says that, a whole me. Who are you, by the way? A man whose bread is in his nostrils? Humble yourself before your maker. He says, mourning stands for humility. Because in those days, they would put ashes on their head. The king would put ashes on his head to humble himself. That is money. Therefore, if you can fast, and you can weep before God repent, and you can humble yourself, it's all between you and God. It has nothing to do with anybody. It has nothing to do with comparison. It has to do with you and God. Listen to me. Look at the next thing God said here. Rend your heart and not your garments. God needs your heart to change, not your, your physical body. I wish I can open your heart and put what I'm saying there. You don't understand. You don't understand. Now, it says rend your heart. It's your heart God wants. God is so simple. And success is cheap, especially in this kind of world of confusion. This is the cheapest time for Christians to reach the highest heights. Because the whole world is confused. Can you imagine? And if you have Holy Spirit in your office, you can tell your manager, you can tell your CEO what will happen thereafter before they happen. You can display a wisdom that no man can access in doing your own work. And the company will be going forward because you are there. You become the lifeline of that company and they will know, everybody will know, take this man out, we are gone. This season, man is confused. But those with the Holy Spirit cannot be. Rend your heart. Make a choice. Not your garment. Return to the Lord your God. Don't tell stories that when I used to serve God, that is a terrible thing for a man to say. When I used to attend church, it's a most terrible thing for a man to say. Devil destroys such man. That's what has happened. It is like saying when I used to be rich, may that not be your testimony. It's better never to be rich. Than to be rich and then be poor. It is better never to be rich. It's a bad story. Same thing with God. God says, rend your heart. For he is gracious and compassionate. That is where we're going. Because I'm ending in this verse. It, God is gracious, is full of grace, and he's full of compassion. That's why he has compassion on witches and wizards. If God can have compassion on witches and wizards, talk less you who have been washed with the blood of life. Can you imagine? He had compassion on Nineveh. Because Nineveh only cried one day. Ah. Esther fasted three days with people and the national decree was revoked without council meeting. A decree that had been made to disaster was revoked. A man can change the law of England on his knees. Don't you understand? It is human beings there. Spirit control man. When the Spirit of God controls those who speak, they will speak what God is saying about you. Whether they are your boss, it doesn't matter. It makes it easy. They are human beings who are on your authority. Even if they are demons, it does not matter. Listen to me. God is full of compassion. God is full of grace. Look at what he says here. <clears throat> I love this. Slow to anger. 
<clears throat> abounding in love. If God is slow to anger, that's the reason why we are not destroyed with all our mistakes. He's still accommodating us. I'm still begging you, come back home. Those of you who have gone away from God, God is saying, come back home now. Come back home now. Come back home now. Come back home now. Your story will not be sour. Let me tell you a story. I was in one New Testament church of God, 1984, before I brought mommy. The son of the pastor there started following gangs. That was the time he had this, we were just coming in Woodpecker. He was following gangs. Young boy. He was going all over. Whereas other young boys are fighting for God. The father spoke and spoke and spoke. He just said, leave me alone. He will, people will have a meeting. The boy will drive his motorcycle and just, you know, disturb people and stuff like that. One day he came to church. Carrying girls, following women. Okay? A foolish man is the one that the woman deceived. I'm saying masculine man. Mas- masculine man. A, a male that is deceived by a girl. He is stupid. It is woman that killed something and terminated great destiny. Listen to me. Sex is a temporal occurrence and the pleasure of it does not last eternal. And quick haste to sex will destroy man. Who hates to it and disgrace him. It will make a strong man a wimp. Listen to me. The boy came to church. A prophet spoke. This is your last chance. This is your last chance. This is your last chance. Return to the Lord. He didn't mention name. She didn't mention name. The boy walked out in the midst of prophetic. Took his motorcycle and drove from the place less than 100 meters. He was dead. I knew it. I was part of the church. He was crushed by a vehicle and he was dead. They went to pick his body. He was shaken on the ground. No opportunity to repent anymore. Listen to me. You see, Satan is very deceitful. Satan doesn't have power. I've told you, you know that. Not in CFT church. Huh? He can go to other churches and have power. Not here. There is a man here who sees. <laughs> Heaven is not hidden from me. Listen to me. And there are a good number of you who have climbed into it too. The devil has no control over anybody who listens to my voice. But let me help you understand this. God is full of mercy. That's why we're not destroyed. Slow to anger, abounding in love. And relent from sending calamity. <coughs> you know, <coughs> when I talk about God being gracious and compassionate, I told them a testimony in New Cross. Let me share with you. You see, God is spirit. Yes? Where is the air you are breathing in here? Catch him for me. Catch the air. Show me. But because you can't catch the air, does that mean air doesn't exist? It does. <laughs> Oxygen is here. That's why you are living. <laughs> Doctor, I'm correct. Show me Mr. Oxygen. Though he's here, you can't see him, but you can see his work. So is my God and your God. 
God is God. One day I had an encounter. I had encounters to stand before the presence of God the Father four times in my life. Four times. And one day, the Lord took me to heaven and he was showing me part of what he's showing me this church is going through right now. We have been going through that for a while. He was showing me my own personal life and the destiny he has given me, what he used me for. And he was showing me many things that will happen along my life as a minister to the end of my life. He showed me to the end of my age. That's the reason why I told you, if you pray that people shouldn't fall, don't pray that for me. Only pray that I should do, fulfill what God has sent me. I am not part of the people in the diary of falling. My name is not there. When I made up my mind to serve Jesus Christ, I thought several times over. I would have made a different choice to go and be a Shango worshiper. And worship the deities of my fathers. But even my father himself dumped Satan. So how can I take him again? So when I accepted Jesus Christ, it was not for Duke of Horn. Alright? When I got to heaven in this time, the Lord picked me up, put me on my hand, his hand, and he was telling me all these things. So when he was telling me, everything the Lord tells you, you don't need to write it down. As he speaks it, they remain in your spirit. Because he is spirit. Look, serve God. I beg you to serve him. The Bible is real. It's not a fiction. Not many of us can tell stories, but a good number of you here tell the same story because you have encounters with the Lord. And then I said, let me look at the, uh, the face of the one speaking to me. And when I looked, my, the hand he put me in his palm, the hand grew and became a mountain. The more vertical I look, the more the hand, the palm here, was growing. And I said, let me see your face. And he said to me, no one sees the face of the Father and lives. And a terrible fear dropped into my spirit. Ah! I'm in the presence of the Father. And I sunk back with a terrible spirit from heaven to my body. It's in the book I wrote on my encounters with the Lord Jesus. I was taken to heaven before the presence of the Father one day when the angel who brought me stood me in the midst of cherubs in heaven where the Father called cherubs in charge of nations to give reports. And in that encounter, he called the cherub of Nigeria to give report. And they gave the report of that president of Nigeria. And he said to the cherub, go and take him out, for the basket of his iniquity is full. And that cherub flew and went to the Asurok. And I was taken to the Asurok. I've never entered it, but I can draw it. Our God is not a God you can keep away from locking your door. He does not need key to enter your house. Listen to me. And the angel put his finger, this finger, on the head of that man. And the man fell like a leaf. And I came back and told the church, on that night, that man is a dead man. 24 hours I announced, he died. <clears throat> this is a man that Nigeria could not finish by gun. They can't finish by anything. 
People are afraid to talk in their house because they feel that he knows, he has knowledge of what is going on. When he died, some people said he's not. He kept some people waiting to kill them the next week. But the one who made heavens and earth, the mortar, the invisible who lives forever and ever, called his life before the time. And the children flew back to the throne of the father and said to the father, it is done. And the father turned to me and said, go tell my people, not to pray, for me, pray to me in Nigeria over, any, over this man anymore. I have risen for the salvation of Nigeria. Let me help you understand this. God is real. That's what I'm telling you here. You can find him. You can seek him. You know Nigeria today, before this current president came in, you remember when I stood among you and the Lord showed me a vision of heaven? Where it was determined for him to rule, I told you I saw a big tree, oak tree, and I saw a shrub. And they pushed the tree, the tree fell with a hand. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, I said, why should this tree fall with one hand push? He said, look at the roots. And all the tap roots have been eaten, it became a fibrous root. And I said, Lord, what is that? He said, this is good luck. He said, it's gone. He said, I've numbered his days and he is gone. And he says, look at this one. But I said, but he, he looks mighty. He said, yes, that is the reason why I've shown you. He has no roots. All his roots have been eaten by worms. He said, look at this one. This is a shoot. He shall rule Nigeria. And he showed me four years that he will rule Nigeria. He is four years. On the third year, on the second year, the blade that was growing from that shrub, you remember, was cutting down everybody. I said he cut their hand into two. But on the last year, it cut himself down. And that was his end. Did you remember? Any politician you know in Nigeria now, go and ask him. They are looking for the man who spoke. Which is me. Among you. The great and the mighty. They are asking, where is this man? Even one of them, one of their very, very top guys, sent the video to Pastor, Pastor Tyon. They are mates in university. Said this man, and these are Muslims sending the video. This is man of God who spoke. Look at what he said. This is what is happening right now. And he sent to them that that is my apostle. Listen to me. Right now, Nigeria, the rulers are asking, Where is the man? I'm going there in September to see them face to face. For God of heaven determines thrones and dominions, He numbered the days of man. He determines who be and who will not be. And whoever he determines cannot be removed from office until their days are over. <clears throat> Remember what God said this year about the government in England? Is that not what is happening? Remember what God said this year about the volcano that will happen, that erupt in uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, the, the, this American place, the island? Did it not happen? The magma on the street? Remember when he said about the volcano in, in, in Guatemala? The fire that he said, is it not what you are seeing all over the nations? Look, we serve a God who speaks. He's our God. You can know, you can hear, you can see, but you must return to Him. He reveals Himself to those who seek Him. It's not to apostle or bishop or pope He reveal Himself. Any man who seeks Him. Any man who seeks Him. Any man who seeks Him. Turn to me, he says, and be saved. Ye ends of the earth. Turn to me and be saved. There is so much in God. He is full of compassion 
is full of love. He relents from destruction. You know what causes destruction? When a man continues to be reckless before God, his sins will rise, and when he hits the scale, the scale will trigger destruction. It's not God who is just doing it. When you are committing sin, he will be sending people to you by very various means. Change, that's not the right way. Even a madman can stop on the street and say, look at you, you used to worship God before. What are you doing now? A madman, he will prophesy. Yeah, because the Spirit of God come upon him and then he will lift up and he continue to his mind. But let me say something to you, therefore. God will use everything to talk to man. But if you continue in that way, then your sin will get to the mark. When it gets to the mark, it triggers judgment. When it triggers judgment, the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 54, it is demons who are the ravagers who execute it. So, here God says that God will call them off when their calamity is coming. He will call them back, leave him alone, because he repented. Your repentance will shut door against the devil assigned against your life. He will open door of mercy before you. God is full of compassion and mercy. That's why many of us take him for granted. Therefore, remember, fasting is a way of returning to God. It's a means by which man returns to God. It's a means by which God, man seeks the face of God. Who is the man? Any man, either Christian or non-Christian. If a non-Christian... Fast and cry to the God of Christians in the name of Jesus Christ and truly repent. God will forgive. Nineveh is an example. And God will call forth an afflictor over the life of anybody. If your life is of trouble, if it's of sorrow, you, know, no, you, you have peace only for two days and then all the days is trouble. Something needs to be done. You can free yourself from the gazelle. You can free yourself from the news of the devil. So that your life will be according to what heaven had determined. Listen to me. But it is by returning to the Lord in fasting, in prayer. Second Chronicles 7.14. Let's read together. Second Chronicles 7.14. Shall we read it together? If my people... Stand up on your feet, please. We are going to read that prayerfully. 